Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555-210-599-5555. So CNN uh, apologized for misgender for a reporter misgendering Dylan Mulvaney. As you now know, uh, there is something hateful and phobic about calling someone Dylan or, or calling someone named Dylan a dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get it. I want it, it, it. I mean, it was really embarrassing and pathetic because not only did the reporter's name was Ryan Young, who in a, in a segment uh, concerning Bud Light referred to Dylan Mulvaney, who is an a-hole, by the way, a scrawny little a-hole. Uh, twice, uh, Ryan Young referred to Dylan Mulvaney as he. And later on, uh, one of the anchors, uh, on CNN, uh, Kate, is it Baldan, Baldon? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, went on the air and, and made, uh, yet another apology about misgendering Dylan. Because a lot of tranny activists got their, uh, under- underwear in a, in a bunch there. And that's hard to do when you're a dude wearing girls' underwear. Uh, so this, I, I bring this up because, well, this is pathetic and stupid. I think most people of, uh, of reason and logic are looking at this crap going, oh, holy God, my wife and I were in the TV room or the living room, same thing <laughs> the other day, uh, uh, watching, uh, we had the news on and this story came up about this chick apologizing, uh, to, for misgendering, uh, Dylan. And we both just did the biggest eye roll. It just gets you an eye roll at this point. Just, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, have we just lost our minds at this point? Yes, I the concur. Is yes, and then yesterday, uh, and we we had a couple of things we were we were dealing with, uh, and and it's it's interesting how the tentacles of this woke crap have just wormed their way into every aspect of our lives. Example number one. Uh, you know, my daughter's a transplant patient. Uh, as such, she she goes in for labs uh, every few weeks. And, uh, you know, when she goes in, she has to fill out a, a couple of pieces of paperwork, even though they've got a big fat file on her that, you know, goes back through the course of her entire life. She's got to fill out new forms every time she goes for whatever reasons. And we we noticed, or she noticed, uh, that some new stuff uh, showed up on one of the forums that she's been filling out basically for all her for her entire life. Uh, where whereas it used to just ask, "Are you a male or a female?" Now there was what I consider to be a, a full on questionnaire about your sexuality. There's all kinds of boxes you can check. There's non binary. There's, uh, uh, I don't know, asexual. Uh, I don't even know what all the terms are at this point. You know, two spirit. I don't know, whatever the blank. There's, there's one option. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, none of this, apart from the biological reality of her maleness or femaleness, which really does kind of play into the diagnostics of your, of your labs and how things are going for you. None of that crap has anything to do with my daughter's liver remaining healthy. It's surreal. 
And then I'm uh, taking care of some business yesterday. Uh, my mom passed in, in March, and, you know, there's always a lot of st- things, little loose ends with the estate you have to tie up, and, and, and she was uh, uh, still continuing to get some payments from uh, an annuity uh, uh, bank, I guess you would say, uh, through my dad's old work, and we, we, we had thought that, well, they when we told all these other people, they must have told these people what they didn't, so I had to make a call uh you know informing them of her of her passing and i get a robot which by the way as a satellite topic here don't you freaking hate that don't you freaking hate the robot voice it, you know what it was all right for me when it was merely hey for customer service press 1 to review your bill press 2 now they they and I, AI sneaking into this crap. Now they're trying to be friendly and engage you in some personal way, and I don't want to be engaged with a freaking toaster oven. All right, I just don't. How is your How is your day going today? You know, uh, like like I said, if you would prefer, you can go to our website and handle this call. We know how busy you are. The hell you do. You're not even there, and I'm on the I'm on the phone with this thing, and I, I I don't know how you are, but the longer I'm on with a robot or a non-human being on any kind of call service call, the more frustrated I get. Because nine times out of ten, I'm just trying to get a freaking human being, man. Just I want somebody with a freaking pulse on this call, you know. And, and it just goes on and on. There's more prompts, and. And at some point, right before I'm about to go to the human being, it's like because you made it through the process, Don Morgan, and you're finally we're finally going to allow you to speak to a human being. Before we do that, hey, we got to talk to you about life for a few seconds. <laughs> and I'm on the phone. I've been on the phone for 15 freaking minutes just trying to get a human being, and all of a sudden, I got a robot voice going. Here at Blank 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 Annuity, we strive for a more diverse and equitable uh, workplace, and this includes our customer base. Please remember to treat other people with respect, no matter who they are or how different they are from you. And okay. I'm like, did, did, and I'm my, I got on speaker. I'm looking at my wife. Did a freaking robot just preach to my ass about how I should live? I wanted to hang up and just say, screw you. <laughs> I think that perhaps they did that to keep you from screaming at whoever was going to answer the phone when Maybe, you finally got through. But but it was this is a sea change. This is a sea change. This is different. Okay, it's not now just the damn robot voice is trying to come off as a real human being, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's actually freaking telling you how to live. <laughs> well, again... That, that little piece of audio had absolutely nothing to do with the reason with why I was on the phone, which was, hey, stop sending her checks. She's not here anymore. You know, that that's all it was. Yeah. And and I got to hear this sermon, this liberal pukish sermon from somebody that's not. Now, you know what? There are times where I, old Uncle Sean can kind of roll with people telling him how to live. You know, I get a lot of that <laughs> for whatever bizarre reasons, you know. <laughs> Of the course of my life, people are always telling me how to live. Unfortunately, about 90% of them were right. But, you know, a real human being who has genuine concern for me, okay, you yeah. you can talk well, to me. You know, basically, that's from a from a health perspective. Well, we yeah, all want for you the to most stay part. around for a while and yes. take better care of yourself. But when somebody who's not there at all right. starts talking to me about equity and inclusion, 
mm-hmm. on a freaking bank call, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm like. Okay, I, I, I'm starting to increasingly, I believe, that you're not here, Morgan. Don's not here. James, you're not really there. The station isn't really here. I'm really lying naked on a table somewhere in, in an alien spaceship, mm-hmm. and they got probes in my brain and probably other places. Putting me through some sort of psycho experiment because th- this is too bizarre, man. Yeah. The good news is you didn't scream that loud when that happened. Just saying. <laughs> when they what when started they, the probes? When they you. Yeah. Well, maybe I did. In I just fact, don't know. There were a couple where you st- started smoking a cigarette after. But well, you know, usually <laughs> after a good probe, I want to smoke a sandwich, <laughs> maybe a little nap. I'm just saying, I we we are in this moment, and I know I'm repeating myself here, but we're I think we're all collectively going through this moment. When wouldn't you be kind of just slightly relieved if you woke up on an alien spacecraft and all this was just chemicals pumped into your brain and it yeah. wasn't real? It would explain so much. I got sermonized by a liberal robot man right. on the phone, man. You know, it's just it's it's nuts. Two one zero five. But let me ask you this, Bo, in closing, did the, 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 the issue you called for, did it ever get rectified? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because here's what I run into. And this happened to me like last week. And you'll know right. that I have zero patience. Yes. Uh, I, it, <laughs> I love you, but you, it, don't, you tell me it, that all the time. It, it is like move now or get the hell out of the way. Right, right. So right. it's I get on this phone and I'm doing other things. You know, I have the earbuds in and I'm doing other things around the house. And I was on hold. For about 43 minutes. Oh, no. Listening to that annoying music they play on there with the occasional, we're sorry, your call's important to us. Oh, it is not. (laughs) It's not. You don't care. It's not important to you at all. No, you don't care. You're not going to remember anything I say after I hang up. (laughs) 43 minutes. I'm on the phone. I finally get somebody on to talk to me. Do you know how long it took them to to rectify the issue? 40 seconds. 43 seconds. (laughs) That was ridiculous. I was off the phone in no time at all. Hey, I I saw this. Yeah, we'll take care of it. No problem. Anything else? No. I hate that. And then they say, well, you'll probably get a a phone call to do some customer satisfaction survey after we hang up. And I'm like, don't bother. No. Because you're not going to like it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, look, I, if I'm on the phone with a robot for more than 30 minutes, I start 12-stepping. I have to yeah. start 12-stepping in my brain, right. you know, because yeah. it's just it's maddening. Yeah. And so to add on top of that process some diversity and equity crap, no. Pushed you over the edge. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, here. You know, maybe they're better off saying, hey, perhaps you shouldn't eat that extra piece of fudge. <laughs> We want you to be. I don't want them. I don't want advice from from recorded voices on a phone about freaking anything. <laughs> Happy Thursday, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The Sean Rima Show. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. 23 minutes after 9. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. You know, uh, and I was kind of uh, uh, going off on uh, talking to robots on the phone. And uh, it, we, we, we are dealing with the, the uh, dark cloud of artificial intelligence creeping into our lives. I mean, now we're at that point where it's still an option, right? Like, I, I, I have this new computer, and the Bing thing pops up all the time. Hey, you want to chat? You know, I can help you out with your searches. Uh, screw you, you know. But artificial intelligence is on a lot of 
our, our minds. We're, we're wondering what this brave new brave new world, or maybe not so brave new world, is is going to look like. What's going to feel like? How's it going to affect our lives? And I, I think it, you know we've talked about this before. I think it's going to affect every single stinking aspect of our lives. And I, old, old Uncle Sean is holding off as long as he can, man. Elon yesterday announced that he is uh, his new artificial intelligence company. It's been around for a little while, but he's officially launched it yesterday. And uh, for some of you who may be my age or a little older, maybe the whole AI thing is a little mysterious. So I'd like to read you some quotes. And I think it's, James, I think it's actually funnier if I read them out loud than if we play the actual audio. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, Yes. You yeah. know, uh, th- this because is because uh, you sound sort of intelligent when you say it, <laughs> which in a sense reveals the inanity <laughs> of, of what I'm telling you. Uh, let me just this is somebody explaining artificial intelligence. Uh, I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. First of all, it's two letters. <laughs> deep first of all well it's a and i right it it it, first of all it's two letters it means artificial intelligence but ultimately what it is it's about machine learning and so the machine is taught dash and part of the issue here is what information is going into the into the machine that will then determine dash and we can predict then if we think about what information is going in What then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions that may be through, may be made through that process? Are you with me so far? Following along? Because it goes on. So, to reduce it down to its most simple point, this part, this is a part of the issue that we have here, is thinking about what is going into a decision and then whether that decision is actually le- legitimate and reflective of the needs and the life experiences of all the people. What? That, w- what you just heard, first off, yes, that was Kamala Harris. Uh, yes, uh, she was talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, well, sort of. She was at the Eisenhower Executive Office building in D.C., was a roundtable discussion about um, climate change. Uh, so very obviously, she had to bring up uh, her thoughts on artificial intelligence, which were absolute gibberish. The the person, and I believe this, who is going to be the next president of the United, United States of America, Kamala Harris, is going to be the freaking president. Live with it. Take it in. And when discussing artificial intelligence... Her first thoughts uh, were, uh, it's kind of a fancy thing. And it is, after all, two letters. I'm trying to wend my way through the uh, thinking here. Is it is it a fancy thing because it's two letters? Or <laughs> is it fa- She's a freaking idiot. And you know what? Kamala Harris exists, in my opinion, to reveal... The extent to which your average liberal moron, okay, will embrace non-reality as long as it's their non-reality. Okay, a lot of folks sit around Kamala Harris, who is a dumbass. I don't know how else to put it. She's a dumbass. There's not a lot of depth there. 
And uh, if you're a liberal puke, you will sit there and applaud. You'll give her standing ovations for this crap. Some people may openly weep at how profound she is. And she's a freaking brick, okay? She is a block, a stone. She is a less than senseless thing. And they act like she's the most... And she thinks she is the most profound and intelligent human being in the world. And what I just read you was absolute gibberish. And she's going to be the next president of the United States. You think things suck now. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Make your smart speaker smarter. Stream us. Okay, getting smarter now. This is Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107-1938. I'm Mr. John. Yeah, I was going to talk about kink shaming uh, here, and, and we're going to get to kink shaming because, you know, it, it, that's important. It's a very, very important topic that we need to discuss and be honest about as a society. Kink shaming. Just stop it. Stop it, okay? That's what Planned Parenthood wants. They want an end to kink shaming. Sorry, I'm gonna just real briefly. If you're into kink, okay, you sort of deserve to be shamed. You're like you're like the one group of people that everybody should shame. Okay, it, it, it's fun to shame kink because you're ridiculous human beings. If you need to either inflict pain or receive pain uh, uh, to make love, you're you're doing it wrong. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What I want to talk about is a thought that just crept into my head about movies. You know, I, I said on Where in Rima. Uh, that tomorrow, for, for my wife and I, for whatever bizarre reasons, Friday is turning out to be movie day. For 10 years, I have not been able to get this chick into a movie theater on like a date thing where it's just her and I. We got to take nine other people every time we go, you know what I mean? So I, I'm like, you know, it, it, which I don't mind. Don't get, get me wrong. But she and I have only at this point after 10 years only been to t- three movies by ourselves, just her and I. And so we're kind of rediscovering dating and that kind of, you know, kind of reignite the magic there. And we're going to the movies more. <laughs> Trevino's going to barf. Trevino just realized, remembered why he's single. And, and so we're, we're going to... Uh, right, he was so focused on the whole kink-shaming thing that he... Oh, I know. I saw, the glint, I saw the glint in his eye. Yeah. So Fridays are the, are the days that we go to the movies now. And I so last week we went to see the, the Indiana Indeed. Jones movie. And, you know, I really should see it for my job, and, and, right. and she's curious to see it. We're going to go see Sound of Freedom tomorrow. Okay. You've decided to go. Yes. Okay. And, and, and my wife and I were talking yesterday. This, normally, I'll be honest with you, unless it was the heyday of the Marvel era, which that is sadly over. I mean, that, they really are. Marvel movies suck these days. But at the time, you know, going to the theater to see a Marvel movie was a big deal, and I enjoyed it. But nine times out of ten, there's really just nothing playing at the theater that I really want to freaking see. Uh, and now we suddenly have a, a, a list of movies that are out that we're really curious to go see. And I started, th- and, and, and in fact, the movies that we want to see are the very same movies that are getting a lot of buzz. Uh, in the in the case of uh, of uh, uh, Sound of Freedom, it's it's breaking box office records globally every single day. It's it's out there, and I just realized that you know you look at the movies that people are really inter- interested in seeing right now. What are they? Oppenheimer, 
people, I mean, I want to see it. My wife and I, yeah, let's go see Oppenheimer uh, at, at the theater. This is Chris Nolan, who did the Batman movies with Christian Bale. And he's done a movie about Robert Oppenheimer, who was a particle physicist, phys, you know, physics theorist or whatever you want to go. Father of the atom bomb. I think it was actually a hydrogen bomb. I, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember right off hand, but largely the guy that was believed to have you know, brought the science into being that brought us into the atomic age. He famously called himself a destroyer of worlds. And so it, it's not a slam bang, everything blows up and there's laser beams going up your butt, you know, a Marvel movie. It's, I assume, a fairly somber right. movie about a very somber it's a movie topic. With, movie with substance. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, you have Sound of Freedom, which is about child sex trafficking that is breaking records. The other movie that I'm curious about, and, and a lot of people are talking about it, apparently it's doing quite well, is Asteroid City, which is a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, and if you know anything about Wes Anderson, he's one of my favorites. He's my daughter's favorite director. He does really quirky movies. Bill Murray usually is. He has the same group of actors that he works with and his movies are very charming and quirky and eccentric uh he did uh uh he's most famous for life aquatic with steve zissou one of his first movies moonrise kingdom was good uh i I think he's from texas royal tenenbaums i think he is uh, he is jimmy would know yeah yeah he uh Sort of grew up with the Wilson brothers in the Dallas area, I believe. Wow. I'm pretty sure they all went to St. Mark's Academy. Well, it is my life's goal to get my kid in one of his movies because my daughter's an actor. (laughs) If they say this one is his best one, then I'm going to be amazed. Because I think all of his stuff, I love his work. Uh, What was the last one he did? Well, the the Grand Budapest Budapest Hotel was considered one of his best that came out a few is years ago royal tannenbaum royal tannenbaum's gene hackman ben stiller oh, is a great flick genius. so anyway asteroid city is about a town in the 50s that is about to get slammed by an asteroid tom hanks is in it but there's a lot of people are going to see it and i point well, being the scarlett johansson she's yes in that. okay yes. yeah so point being when you look at the kinds of movies that people are gravitating towards all of a sudden it's not the big freaking Indiana Jones blockbusters. And that, by the way, it wasn't a bad movie. I saw it last week. But right. now it'll be interesting to see how Tom Cruise does with the new MI movie. They yeah, always get a big audience. Yeah, he'll do all right with that. But in general, it seems like people are going more towards stuff with substance. Mm-hmm. Whereas even a year ago, if it didn't have Marvel on it or a lot right. of crap didn't, CGI crap didn't blow up, people mm-hmm. weren't interested. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because there's been such a dearth of really quality content at the movie theater that, and plus co- add in COVID, yeah. that people really kind of want something a little different when they go to the movie theater. You know, I was thinking about that the other day because there are some decent films that are coming out. Sure, are, you know, a little you know the slower paced films yeah. that, that I tend to enjoy, um, and I, I can't help but think that during that time off. That people had time to sit back and come up with some new ideas Maybe, and write some you know, new screenplays. Yeah. You know, and, and perhaps that was what was going on because leading up to that, you know, every movie to me was the same, and I just stopped right. going because I yeah. don't want to sit there for three hours and watch a computer-generated cartoon. It gets redundant. It's, it's like yeah, watching and, a video game. It gets redundant. Yeah, and boring. And, and it was dull for me. So yeah. It's so when I hear about movies like this coming along, it, it's exciting that you'll have a chance to get away and, yeah. and enjoy a you know be told a story. 
which is why we liked going in the first Precisely. place. Precisely. You know? all about, It really is all about storytelling. Yeah. And it just seems like there's been some kind of shift, cultural shift, in the kinds of stories people want to see. They want to see uh, a man called Otto did very well yeah. with Tom Hanks, still, which is apparently still, a very – James, yeah. you bawled your eyes out, apparently. It's a very – Character study, well, but a character study about you know an old guy. I don't know what the story is, but mm-hmm. it ain't Iron Man. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It ain't right. in a freaking multiverse. It's just about some guy, and I think that's interesting culturally. I just think it's fascinating. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The president of the United United States is right now, even as we speak, uh, talking and taking questions in Finland. Let's go to the phones. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to cover it. Good day. Hey, Alex, how you doing? I'm not going to put that on uh, the air. How you doing, man? All right. Um, I'm doing good. Thank you, brother. I just wanted to be brief. Um, that's awesome. You guys mentioned the, the film um, from Wes Anderson. Well, I do want to mention uh, Bottle Rocket was a great film from Wes Anderson, but that's not the point. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to um, check that one out. It's an earlier one, too, around Dallas. Uh, but uh, there's other good ones that came out. Transcendence, A Cure for Wellness, you know. I've heard good I'm stuff sure about of, both of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us had an attention span before COVID, so it's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> but do you uh, see but, that? Yeah, joke, it seems like people are wanting, you know, better movies. I don't know how else to put it, you know. That's so amazing. Oppenheimer film. I had no clue until you said that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that one's a so, big deal. Robert Downey Jr.'s in that. Uh, the guy from Peaky Blinders is uh, playing Oppa, Oppenheimer. So right. it looks really good. Down Freedom. Like, that's something else that's standing out. So that's good. Have you seen that one yet? No, sir. But I want to be en route to do that at some point. That'd right. Be great. Right. So, uh, but, but yeah, uh, jokes and highbrows aside, lowbrows. Um, the whole thing about uh, the artificial intelligence, I suppose it is. Yeah. Or automated, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can liken it to even, like, say, an MP3 and an analog. You know, MP3 is a one and zero. Analog is, like, life. Right. You know, one and zero is, like, watching somebody. Life is, like, helping somebody, you know? Right. Uh, conven- there's convenience and there's patience. There's well, artificial. There's organic. Well, I, I want to stick with the organic. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. A, a I want to roll with the organic, all right? I'm not it digging this artificial great. intelligence crap. I'm really not. It, it, it would have been great to sell more corn by going to uh, eat more hot Cheetos, but I don't need that right now. Right. Um, all right, you lost me. I got it. Two one zero five nine nine five nine. He's Sorry. always deep when he calls. That guy's He's deep, and it comes a point. You know? Well, there comes a point where I start blowing circuits in my mind, and yeah, I have to move to on. Speaking of being entertained, I saw that you you got a book in the mail today. Oh yeah, this is very cool. Yes, yeah. uh, Jen Crownover. Crownover. So I was, you know, I, I Crownover. Crownover. There you go. Right. Uh, she's a council person in New Braunfels, right? County commissioner. County commissioner. County. I always get that screwed up too. But she's really cool. She's been a, a friend for a number of years, and uh, and and she buys all my books and stuff, and she's really cool. And she sent me a book. We have 10 cats now. You guys know this. I, I have 10 cats living in my home. They're starting to form unions. And uh, Jen sends me a book, How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety. 
Uh, <laughs> actually, it's how to talk to your cat about gun safety and abstinence, drugs, Satanism, and other dangers that threaten their nine lives. Oh, see, there you go. All the bases are covered. It, it's it, and it's actually kind of a cool little book. I've been flipping through it since I got here. Thank you, Jen. It's it's just a wonderful gift. Made made me smile smile this morning. There's a lot of like little cool life stuff in here. It's not just you know cat jokes, but you know when you think about it, I, my cats, the, especially the kittens, mm-hmm. you give them a little bit of protein, man. They get a little bit of a nap, and they get the zoomies. Yeah, and they just start blanking with everything, whatever wow. is low hanging or that they can get to. They will blank with it. And I think what word you know I'm thinking of, okay? These are not animals. These are not creatures that I would want getting around my 44. Yeah. So here's a little a little help book. It'll put you I thought that's right brilliant. Of mind, how, how to talk to your cat about gun safety, man. Wow. And all the time that you, you talk smack about politicians and people who play tennis. And here we have a tennis-playing politician who sends you a book. She's a tennis-playing politician. <laughs> Who sent me a book about cat feline gun safety? Yeah, I appreciate that, Jeff. That's cool. That's funny. That made my well, day. Well, I'm it. hoping that there are tips in there that you can use in the Rima household. We don't need one of your cats getting a hold of your 44. I was just saying, you know, little boogers. Yeah, they'll find a way to get to it. <laughs> they, they they would they would find the bullets. They would load it. Yeah. <laughs> spin the barrel. Yeah. I and maybe pointing at me and say, "Hey, where are the treats?" I have this visual. Of the cats, you know, when you have it in a gun safe, like the old Sylvester the Cat cartoons, where he pushes down in his paw and a claw comes out and he uses it to pick the lock. Look, <laughs> cats are like, look, dogs will do the same stupid crap over and over again. Sorry, James, they, they but cats, learn. they're like velociraptors, all right? They, they start testing stuff. They, they figure crap out. And they do it in little teams. And you know? all we need is for Jarvis or one of these other cats to learn how to load a firearm. Say meow again. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for to wake up, you know. It'll be like a, a, a Russ Meyer movie. I'll wake up and there'll be a cat sitting on my chest yeah, bring home pointing those, a gun right at me. Bring home that cheap meow mix crap one more time, Rama. Hey, we don't do H-E-B brand, okay? We want, the, we want You know what? Hey, man, I saw that TV commercial about that crap you keep in the fridge. That's what we want. Or you're oh, going bye-bye. Yeah, Click. You know? Is right. So th- that was very cool. I appreciate the By book. the way, my litter box, fix it. Litter, you, I there had to go behind enough, the couch. There are not enough litter boxes in the universe. <laughs> I'd have to buy acreage. Okay, I got 10 cats, all right? You, just, you know what you need? Like a playground sandbox in a room somewhere. It's called our living room. <laughs> Be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back for another exciting hour, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You might have something to say about this one. Um, And it's going to lead me into a slightly larger discussion discussion about things like shame and uh we have and planned parenthood sucks we we all hate them uh they're, they're a corporation that exists to make freaking money uh off abortion and uh they they make money off abortion by 
characterizing themselves as, I don't know, having something to do with women's health, uh, you know, that, that pesky uh, uh, health service stuff you can get, anybody can get by going down to a dock in the box down the street. You know, somehow, uh, if not for Planned Parenthood, women would have no health care whatsoever, which is a bunch of crap. It's an industry. Abortion makes a lot of money. Planned Parenthood, now we can go into the, the, the history of it, but if you're listening to KTSA, you're well aware of the history uh, of Planned Parenthood and, and how it came about and how it evolved out of the inner cities and the crummy neighborhoods uh, targeting and marketing themselves to poor black women. And you know what? They still market themselves to poor women uh, and low-income folks. That's why you see them everywhere in the in the low income neighborhoods. It's it's an industry, but a, a law and, and you know quite a powerful uh, lobby too to a certain extent. And 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 you know they, they again beyond characterizing themselves themselves as having something to do or something necessary in regards to women's health. They also take on various social issues for whatever bizarre reasons, and their, their new issue that they're dealing with, and that they're the new crisis they're 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 taking up here, or, or they're trying to to fight, is the crisis of kink shaming. Kink shaming, uh, and and in the fight against kink shaming, which I'll explain here in a second, they're also advocating or promoting bondage crap for kids. What the what the letters uh, BDSM? I don't even know what the hell that meant. I, I I you know it's sorry. It's kink is not my kink. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've looked at a few naked ladies over the years online, uh, and 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 as soon as I see a ball gag, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm out of here. The good old fashioned uh, the good old fashioned way is, I think, the best way. I, I, we'll talk more about that as well. Maybe. Uh, but Planned Parenthood uh, put out, uh, you know, they put out some materials, some tweets, some posts about, you know, stopping kink shaming. And remember, before I proceed, that that you and I pay for a lot of this crap because Planned Parenthood gets a lot of federal money. You know, they get a lot of grants. So uh, more than likely, you and I paid for this stuff, okay, one way or the other. Here's a Planned Parenthood said on their website, don't yuck someone else's yum. Hey, let me repeat that. Don't yuck someone else's yum. Everyone deserves the freedom to explore their own sexuality free of shame and stigma. And then in all caps, stop kink shaming. Uh, this isn't the first time they've worked with this or promoted this stuff. They, I guess at some point they, they had a workshop in Wisconsin at one of the Planned Planned Parenthood places. I'm getting this from a Fox News story, uh, where they're teaching, quote, the basic concepts of BDSM to increase knowledge, uh, for all participants at all skill levels. We will explore some commonly used terms to help participants gain an understanding of how vast and intricate the community is. <laughs> this is from an, I mean, this is from an event in Ohio. Another one. 
Vanilla isn't the only flavor. These are grown-ass adults, man. Vanilla isn't the only flavor exploring kink and BDSM. Uh, they they all. In other words, if if you're a bondage weirdo, okay, the rest of us shouldn't shame you by by merely bringing up that we'd prefer you keep that weird crap away from the kids, but not at uh, at Planned Parenthood. Because uh, Planned Parenthood think uh, this is good for kids. In fact, there was an online guidance tool uh, on, on how uh, this is from the uh, this is Planned Parenthood. One of their employees, I guess, was talking to Fox News Digital that they create curriculum materials and provide guidance online on how kids can acquire quote spicy toys. These are videos available to minors. Other videos, and this is from the article, other videos from this employee discussed using vegetables for sexual endeavors. And then, uh, let's see, Mariah Caldillo, who was posting Planned Parenthood crap on LinkedIn, said this, comprehensive sex education curricula is mostly written by white folks who have a tendency to do the bare minimum as it relates to acknowledging the intersections of racial justice, social justice, and reproductive justice. In other words, if you're into ball gags and getting the crap beat out of you, uh, it's only white guys like me that want you to stop because you know what? We're not into that. Well, here's the dealio. I'm not into it. I'm a white guy. It's not because I'm a white guy that I'm not into it. I it, it's 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 messed up. That's what it is. Okay, let me say that again. Kink should be shamed because it's weird and disturbing. And if you're into this type of thing, I'm gonna judge you right now. I'm sorry if I'm triggering your ass. Okay, but you like pain anyway, right? So just roll with the insults. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> There's something freaking wrong with you. If either receiving or inflicting pain is a part of your trip, all right, that that just sort of is. And you know what? If you're into, if you if you think kids need to be taught this stuff, wow, there's really something messed up about you. Kink shaming. I'm supposed to now be. I have to now live my stinking life at the age of freaking fifty five. Making sure I don't, you know, make people who are into ball gags feel bad about their weird crap. Are you kidding me? What the hell, man? As I said a few minutes ago, those are the one, that's the one group of people that nobody should have any any problem shaming. And you know what? If that's what you're into, are you so freaking delicate you can't handle other people thinking that's weird? I thought you were a Billy badass in your freaking leather diaper with your riding crop. Oh, don't shame me. <laughs> Mistress Devin, who wants to put a high heel up your whatever and beat the crap out of you uh, with a with a piece of barbed wire, she she's worried about people shaming her. I thought your whole trip was being ashamed. <laughs> you know, Don Morgan, is that what is that what they're all about? Isn't it all about shame and humiliation? Yeah, you might be helping somebody I, right now. I, I might right, be turning you on turning right somebody now. On. Yep. I might be turning you on. Wait. Hey, you people suck and you're screwed up in the head. How's that make you feel? Are you getting turned on? 
is I shame you and you're smack. a dirty, dirty dog. You're dirty people. <laughs> you know what? I'm dirty too. But I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm dirty in sort of a normal, wholesome way. Okay. I, I just the usual way is is cool enough for me. That's it's always worked for me. You know, that's the normal stuff. Most people can't pull off the normal stuff, okay? Just try the normal. So people who are into this crap, yeah, you're messed up. There, I said it. There's something wrong with you. You need help. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't even know what the hell BDSM meant I, I sent you until the, somebody explained yeah, it to me. I just sent you what it, what, what it all means. Bondage. Dork, you know, a domination, sadism and masochism, sadism and masochism, and I got to be worried about shaming you, right? <laughs> God, I get so sick of it all. But you know what? Whatever. You and your little vampire friends want to kick the crap out of each other in a dark room. That's fine. But man, again, we have to keep saying it. Could you? What? What? What is it with the kids, dude? What is it with you and the kids, man? Here's the thing. Right. They'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> well, didn't we all, though? Yes. I, I mean, mean, at some point, you're... you're figured si- it out. You know, you're sitting there, and somebody, you know, you have that friend who's a little bit edgy, you know, and they'll come <laughs> along and explain this all to you, and you, you know, have a good giggle about it and go about your business. I had you know, a... I had a Washington, D.C. opera singer. I know I've told this story on the air, and I'm not going to go any further, but I, I, I hooked, met, hooked up. I met. <laughs> One day back in the 80s, I met an opera singer, and uh, we were almost going to start dating until she asked me to spank her. Right. And I was like, you didn't do anything wrong. So I, I just, no. That, that's, oh, no. You give her time. No. no. I don't know. wasn't your thing? No, I'm not into right. spanking, writing crops. Mm-hmm. You know, ball gags, you know, hanging from the ceiling. No, I, I you know. I, I, no weird swings or anything Well, like that, yeah, or? I'm just, it's no, no swinging. Not, no, no, not into that. You know, I, again. Maybe, maybe the, a mask. I think God set it up just in the normal way to be pretty freaking enjoyable, you know, when you do it right. And I'm just saying, no, I don't need to be dressed up like Iron Man for date night. You know, it's just not, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And if you do, Uncle Sean's going to say it again. You're messed up and there's something wrong with you, man. How does that make you feel? Here's John. John, very quickly. John, what's going on with you? I was just calling to say you should really let it fly, man. Obviously, you got some built-up frustration. No, I don't feel frustrated about anything. I think a lot of this has to do with insecure people wanting validation for everybody else. Right. I don't care if it's vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry. Keep it in your bedroom. I don't got to know about it. Right. Well, but see, that's where we are right now. We're, you're, you're right. I'm sorry I was coming off kind of a, as a jerk there at the beginning. But you're right. We're in this weird space where people just want to be left alone, but they want everybody to know what their crap is. <laughs> they want you to acknowledge their messed up crap right off the bat with their freaking pronouns. But, hey, leave me alone. I don't feel safe. <laughs> Run that by me again. Thanks for the call. Well, I've been a bad little boy on the air today, haven't I? I need to be punished. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. I think we all need one. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Bring out the gimp. Gimp sleep. No. Guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you?
Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. News, traffic, weather. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Uh, I'm going to talk some more about the idea of shame here. You know, we were talking about Planned Parenthood is is advocating uh, for people not shaming people who are into, like, weird, painful, kinky crap. BDSM. You know, whatever. Don't Don't kink shame. <laughs> And furthermore, just one more side note. I realize, well, maybe I am a little sadomasochistic, but you know, you know what a spicy night in my house is. Okay, I turn the the massage feature on my heating pad up to high. That's how I. That's how I get weird, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about shame for a second. I, I actually had some, was thinking about the word shame and just the existence of shame in our culture when I was driving in because I'm sure you've noticed and. You know, it, 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 you hear dash shaming a lot. Like, don't dash shame. Don't fat shame. Don't body image shame. Uh, now, don't kink shame. You know, they, people don't want to feel ashamed about stuff. And you've seen this in diagnostics for a little while, especially when it comes to things like like addiction and, and overeating and, and gambling and, and things that people do that mess up their lives. Uh, the proclivity is to dilute the language of this stuff to the point to where you really kind of rest all choice from whatever it is, right? Uh, if you're into, again, you know, getting the crap beat out of you or beating up other people or torturing them or whatever, you know, you, you shouldn't feel bad about that. It's all normal and naturally YOLO. And I, I was thinking about this today because, you know, I guess because I talk about it a lot, I, I get like alcohol and addiction stuff that shows up on my Facebook news feed. And I, I, re- I, I saw something earlier today. Actually, when I first got up this morning, I saw this and it was it was an ad about some kind of alcoholism treatment. You know, so, I don't know, some freaking pills you're supposed to be able to take or what have you. And it wasn't talking about alcoholism. It was talking about I think it was substance addiction disorder now let's just use alcoholism uh, as our as our example here it used to be you were a freaking drunk <laughs> you know what you're a, you're a stinking drunk and you need you need to do something about it at some point that became too upsetting for people and so it became alcoholism hey you're an alcoholic you know you you, you need you got some issues you need to to deal with this issue and then it became substance abuse and you you were abusing substances, and you need to stop that. And now we've arrived at this place, and I'm just using this as an example and something that I know something about so I can talk about it. But now, as I saw in this ad earlier today, now it's, again, substance addiction disorder. That's the official term for it. So I looked it up, and it's, you know, well, people who have a, a disorder afflicting them that makes it impossible for them to not drink too much or not to do too many drugs. It's, it's, it's uh, what did I say, a, su- a substance addiction disorder. And I want to say this, and I might have to carry this over because I, I went a little long here. Okay, Shame 
is as necessary to you and your mental health as is laughter, sorrow, and you know what? Getting some protein and eating a sandwich and getting plenty of water. I mean, shame, I believe, as I've come to understand, is is something that we humans require. That's why it's there. And when we go about the business of attempting to sanitize everything to the extent to where, first off, we we destroy all notions that anybody is ever making a choice about anything. But no longer should you even uh, take certain steps to do something about it because uh, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything. You're being victimized by something. And and I tell you, that that inversion of of the word shame and this redefinition of the word shame is, in a sense, people should never, ever feel bad about anything that they're doing is what's I think it, it really is screwing a lot of people up. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that when we get back. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High, 1037. I got heavy here in a second talking about shame, but I, first off, you know, we, we I got a I got a comment on this because I want to get it in there before we run out, run out of time. You know, this TikTok thing about chucking things at people on stage who are performing is really bad behavior. You know, I it, it, we've had a few people already, right, who have been dinged by stuff and they got seriously injured. Was it Henry Styles? What's his name? Harry Styles? Harry, yes. He got hit by something, right? Some other singer, she got hit by something and I think suffered some kind of eye damage or something. Stop doing that. It's it's really sucky behavior. You're going to hurt somebody really, really badly at some point. Nobody gives a crap about your stupid TikTok videos. And ultimately, what you're going to achieve is that you're going to have to sit half a mile away from the stage. <laughs> you know, behind uh, uh, some thick plated glass. But the Taylor Swift thing, I, I just, I got a, I got a, the Taylor Swift thing. Okay. Those were pre-adolescents tossing friendship bracelets. What happened is somebody started after her show, she's walking off, right? I think I got this right. And some of her fans started throwing friendship bracelets at her. The, her security freaked out, I guess. I, I don't know what happened. I, I guess he, the, I don't know if he shoved somebody or if he, whisked her away but baby that i'm sorry maybe i'm being a jerk but they're friendship bracelets in other words i think people are so hopped up now about folks chucking stuff at them on stage that even pristine taylor uh swift you know can't handle a friendship bracelet coming her way it's a freaking piece of yarn man it's just a little piece of, of of like yarn they sell them at the circle k I'd love for people to toss friendship bracelets at me. That's all. Um, why? What? Why is she so freaking delicate that you know, they're no, they're they're tossing little yarny things at her. They're buying them at her show. They're throwing them. They're merch. her own yes, merch. It's her own merch. I'm looking at it right now. Baby, you ought to love every single damn one of those friendship bracelets that wafts your way. You're making you just made bank on it. Six dollars each. Six bucks each for a piece of yarn. Nineteen on eBay. I'm just saying, do we really need a security intervention with people throwing yarn at her? 
You die, I don't know. I don't know much about Taylor Swift, but I know she's really into herself. That's why dudes keep breaking up with her. And so she, you know what I mean? And so I could just see her. God, people are throwing stuff at people. Oh, don't don't throw a friendship bracelet at me. Security! You have to remove your shoes when you go on her tour bus. You, gotta wear, you can only wear loafers on her tour bus at this point. Loafers and Crocs. Settle down, Taylor. They were friendship bracelets. You'll, you'll live. You'll live, baby. 210-599-5555. I, anyway, I was talking about shame, and I, 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 I'm increasingly just kind of fed up with this whole anti-shaming thing, whatever it may be. I was talking about Planned Parenthood. They want you to stop kink shaming, you hateful phobes. You know, just quit with the kink shaming. How many times a day do you hear about body shaming and fat shaming, hairstyle shaming? Shame is vital. Shame is a good thing. You and I need shame. We, we have this idea in, in, our, in our culture right now, as I said a few minutes ago, that nobody should ever feel bad about anything. That's why we rename every, every uh, human activity uh, as a disorder. Kind of takes a whole, you know, choice thing out of it. And I guess I'm bringing this up because, you know, if, if you're having some issues with some stuff that I've already been discussing... You got a you got a you got a load on your shoulders, man. You got something that's holding you down that you're doing, whether it's booze or drugs or gambling or whatever it may be. I hate the idea of anybody telling anybody in that position there's nothing you can do. It's a disorder, it's genetic. Because that is a damn depressing and hopeless thing to tell somebody in that situation. No, you can get out of this. You may have a physical thing going on. It may be genetics. You may be chronic and whatever it may be. But you can still do stuff at any given moment to start working your way out of that. And you know what? You know what a vital thing is in that process? Shame. Shame serves a purpose just like crying does, just like laughing does. We need shame. Out of shame, it's like when you say out of disappointment and loss and screwing up and making mistakes, you learn, you evolve. It's the same thing with shame. Shame can move mountains. I can honestly tell you that, you know, after a life of dealing with alcohol and and just dealing with that thing, it's always been there my whole life, you know, plagued me my whole life, done everything. You know, all the AA meetings in the world, all the 12-step programs, all the medications, all the doctors, all that stuff. I almost freaking died, you know. I went through that process. You all know about that. You guys were there for me through that whole process. But point being, I went through catastrophic medical crap. I went through every program you could imagine. I read every book there was to read. I came up with every reason in the world to stop drinking. You know what did it? Shame. Shame. Looking into a mirror and seeing somebody looking back at you that you are ashamed of. That's what did it. That was the beginning. That's when I turned a corner. I'm being as honest with you as I can possibly be. Feeling bad about something. (laughs) You know, (laughs) not. Not, not, not layering myself up in BS about, you know, uh, this is what it means to be an artist or uh, you're just a wacky guy or, or whatever, uh, you know. No, it was, it was 
the stark reality and honesty of absolute shame. And I'm not, you know, anybody out there who's in some kind of recovery, I, I've only got five months this time out. I'm not out here saying that I'm Kenobi or I ain't got a long damn way to go because I sure as hell do. But I'll tell you what, what really helped me to get to that place where I'm going to make a choice, I'm going to make a choice, not, unfortunately, for my wife, not for my kid, not for anybody else, not for my friends, not for my job, not for anybody else, not even for Jesus Christ. I am going to do it for me because I don't want to live this way anymore. The only reason I was able to make that choice was because of shame. And so when I, 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 I see and hear all of this stuff around me about people shouldn't feel ashamed of what they do or how they live or what have you, you know what? It's bull crap. There are stuff you should feel ashamed about. <laughs> you know, when you do bad things or you're hurting yourself or what have you, shame can save your life. But shame involves something. It involves, you know, a level of honesty that, that, you know, most of the time when you're messed up by something, you're really, you know, it's really something you avoid. But, you know, I, I, I can tell you that's, that's what turned the corner for me. Absolutely. It was that. Because shame also teaches us something and, uh, and, and, and provides, if you will, uh, a string of choices that you, you will start making to, to not see something shameful looking back at you in the mirror. And you know what? It happens pretty quick. Wow, James, like I stopped drinking. What happened? I got started getting really skinny. Because <laughs> you know why? Because I looked in the mirror and I saw, what did I see looking back at me? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I saw a fat drunk. I saw a fat drunk looking back at me who was miserable, who made everybody around him miserable, including his wife and kids. And I felt bad about that. I felt a, a level of shame I've never experienced in my life. And that's what began something. So, you know, uh, this business of, you know, we, we should never experience that. I, I think it's damaging. I think it's, I think it's negative. And, I, you know, uh, and uh, unfortunately, I think maybe there's uh, people out there who, who may not, uh, you know, begin to make certain choices because they're being told by everybody else they have a disorder and it's, you know, it's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, you're, you're afflicted and, and. You shouldn't feel bad about it, you know, and a horse crap. <laughs> Sometimes feeling bad about something uh, produces, you know, a lot of sunlight and a lot of goodness. So there you go. There's my sermon. 210-599-5555. Here's Eric. How are you? Hello. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you're absolutely right about everything you've been saying about the shame part. I've been saying it for years because- Everything, you know, the negative, uh, the, the crap we see and hear and everything. Right. But I was I want to talk to you about the, the words and the labels. You know, you notice how uh, they've normalized a lot of things that were that 15, 20, 30 years ago we, that were, were, were uh, kind of like uh, in, in private. Well, this is what I'm thinking. 20, 30, 40 years, maybe sooner than 40 years, 20 years. They're going to be normalizing, and they're starting to normalize like pedophilia. Oh, they're, they're about uh, it now. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They're about that stuff now. I got to run them out of time, but they're they're about that stuff now, dude. And incest, incest will be Ugh. normalized. Incest, bestiality, pedophilia. Yeesh. Just wait. Yeah, that's a party. All right, no, I I got to get ready to run here. 
But, you know, but he's right. We live in a moment where it doesn't feel like everything that we used to think was really messed up and wrong is now admired, uh, and, you know, and, and good behavior is, is frowned upon. Anyway, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. I get by with my friends. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm shot. I just saw Michael Bolton's on uh, Fox 29 performing right now. He still looks great, man. I hate him. You know, I when I first started my career, and you, I know Don Morgan, it wasn't, you remember this era in radio, and we had to play Michael Bolton. Right. And I remember back then when I was 22, mm. I hated Michael Bolton, you know, oh, this music right. sucks. But right. I'd have to go on the air and act excited about it. It was a light rock format. Right. Now I'm, it's 30 odd years later, I'm 55, going to be 56. I kind of like Michael Bolton. <laughs> But, you know, that's how it works. <laughs> Isn't he like the soundtrack of Hallmark movies and stuff? Don't well, they play yeah, him? I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, but back in the early 90s, he was the love song king, man. Yeah. I mean, love is a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. Soul damn provider. Time, love, and tenderness. Come on. I mean, my wife still tosses soul provider up in my face. Do you want my soul provider, Mr. John? You know, I, <laughs> so where's the paycheck? So, you know, it, you know he's, but he looks good. And he's yeah. still doing it. He's still out got there a little singing. Bit of a, got a little bit of a turkey neck going there, but, you yeah, know. Well, he's in his 70s now. He's in his freaking 70s. you, know, you got to remember, he was no kid when he finally no. broke out in, you know, in the late 80s when he first had his first big hits. He was yeah. pushing 40 at that point. So. Yeah, so he did a short time of making uh, with the ladies. Remember, yeah, he, he did very well. Yeah, he did well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You're out there singing soul freaking provider. Right. Yeah, you're going to get some action. He's singing those sweet love songs <laughs> to the ladies? Come on. Now, he's no Yanni. James, did you have to go there? Oh, what Yanni. What a blight on. on all Caucasians. Well, you know, here, here's you know something I mean? that I learned. I know he's Greek, but you know, white Bolton. people love that crap. What? What's it's it's the mustache. Bolton? It's the mustache. Yeah. Michael Bolton, uh, I found this out years later. When I was a, a small child in Connecticut, my babysitter dated Michael Bolton. No, are you yes. serious? Yes, she went out on a few dates with Michael Bolton before he, you know, he was just playing in these bars around town. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. She went out on a few dates with him. Was he a nice guy? But she said he was great. He'd be kind of nice Jewish boy. Nice Jewish boy. Yeah. Because he's a Jew. Skinky says. <laughs> Maybe they can well, work I... together. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't see that matchup anytime soon. <laughs> I would, I'd buy that one. <laughs> All right, Michael, here we go. Here, keep your buns in the oven. No, I don't think that would. I think Michael Bolton get a, a Michael Bolton Kinky Freeman ticket is not in the in the in the works anytime oh, soon. Come on, I'm in. But you know, if you're a good looking guy like that, mm-hmm. and one of your top song is songs is. I want to be your sole provider. Yeah. Oh, chicks are just right. going to fall all over a guy like that. You and in what? fact, they did. And he had silly hair. Yeah. The song I really dug by him is How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Friends. That was great. 
That's a great song, man. There's, I listened well, to I, it like two weeks ago. I'm like, this is really good. That, there's not, there's not a, a lot of great poetry about Michael Bolton. He just kind of comes right out and, and says it in a yeah. song. But he's right. That's true. How can we be lovers if we, if we can't, can't be, friends. be friends? Well, it only needs one night, how Michael. Can, how that... can we start over if the fight never ends? You know, love <laughs> is a wonderful thing. I mean, there's Shakespeare. That song there's, got him sued. There's Dylan Thomas, and then there's Michael Bolton. Love is a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I guess it, it is It is true. Really? But, you know, I mean, it, God bless him. He's still out there. I guess he's kind of having a resurgence now. Or is, yeah, he's people, put some new stuff out. Yeah, are, is know, he? And, you know? I, I, and like anybody else, that, uh, I think at the time there was such a backlash against him because he was everywhere, oh, which, which yeah. tends to happen. Uh, you know, especially at that point in time, with music being the way it was, everything kind of splintered, and you had 18 different radio stations playing the same songs. Oh, yeah. God. And that's, I think, here we go. Now you're bringing up some memories of the front end of my Said I loved you, career. but I lied. That's I said right. I loved yeah. you, but I... Is that this song? Yeah. I said I loved you, but I lied. Because this is more than I love lied, I baby. feel inside. I lied to you. Sing your ass off, Michael. You are the candle who loves a damn flame. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Wait. What is it? Something you're loving on this heart of mine? Till the end of time. Till the end of damn time. Here comes the bridge. You came at me like dark through the night, baby. Blot me out like the sun. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm going to bark. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. Hey, come on. We started like three families just now. <laughs> I started my career off that crap. <laughs> but you know what? I, I've told James this a few times. I want to circle back around. When I'm old and I'm, I'm done, not now, many years down the road, okay? Right. I'm just going to go back to Light Rock, and I'm yeah. just going to go back to play. I'm going to go all back makes to how sense I started and just go back to playing Michael freaking Bolton. Because I, I like this crap now for some reason. I was play, you know, At the same time, I was playing Light Rock as well, and it made no sense to me at all. I hated you know, I did, it I didn't then, care for yeah. it all. But Kenny G, but, then, you know, but as time has gone on, I'm like, well, I can see why people would like it's this. Because it's but back then, I meant for people our age. You know? Yeah. Because I'm driving on the road going, wow, that City yeah. Lopper song was uh, pretty heavy. Well, when I you're like 19, 20 years old, you want to throw down with some ACDC or something like that. T- tell you know? me, as a grown-ass adult, you've never, you know, in your car by yourself, rocked out to, uh, you know, Wilson Phillips and hold on. <laughs> hold on for one more You know day. what I mean? And I hated them when I was starting my career. I had to lie my ass. Oh, here's another Wilson Phillips song, followed by your AccuWeather forecast and the midweek pick-me-up. You know, and now it's like, Wilson Phillips rocks, man. Yeah. I want to be impulsive. Well, I even like the fat chick. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, James. Elaine Rodriguez, Tom Morgan, my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk, Mike. Calling people daddy is gross. Stop kink shaming me. Kink shaming is my kink. <laughs>